Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Phoenix Rods. Check out Phoenix Rods at phoenixrods.com or on Instagram at Phoenix Rods and Viking Heads. Check out Viking Heads at Viking Heads Bait Co. And I'm excited to say the molds are coming next week. So we should have some heads. I'm thinking by the beginning of the year, I want to try to get the um, website done. And I got to have one of my buddies help me take all the pictures and do all the stuff. So I got to do all that first. And uh, match them up to some baits so you guys can see how they look as well. So I'm really excited about that. And it has, I mean, I think uh, everything lined up perfectly because uh, the toy drive stuff is about done. Um, we'll get into that, I guess. Uh, we I went on the news and they asked me who Bane was and I froze up and I didn't say who Bane was. And I know who Bane is from Batman. I just, she put me on the spot, the fucking lady. So, uh. It's cool. It's all everything's all done except the delivering the toys, which we're going to be doing, I think, Friday and shipping out all the prizes, which is also going to be done Friday. Um, we did have some some uh, winners give back prizes and they said they wanted them to go to kids. So I thought, man, why don't we do kind of like what SU does and give back um, on the forum? They do the same thing. They give back to, I think, a kid or, or, or donate some stuff to a kid that really deserves it. So we're going to do something like that, and we're going to do two packs. One is going to be for a saltwater uh, stud, we'll call it, and that'll be someone that uh, beats the docks up, fishes inshore, uh, the beach, whatever, man, someone that really tries, and it's got to be someone under 18, and then also a freshwater stud. So um, the freshwater pack will be a um, St. Croix rod, JSJ uh, snack size, and uh, Keith... Uh, gave me a couple packs of citizens so i'm i'm uh, gonna throw in a pack of citizens as well for the fresh water salt water will be a phoenix m1 sudden impact bait um kit with all the really good stuff and each one of you guys are gonna get the papa boom boom weedless swim bait because i feel like that works in the fresh and the salt and it's a great by bait by optimum so uh that's gonna be it i'll have details posted later today if you're listening to this how to enter so pretty much I just want the kid to write a couple sentences on his page, on his mom's page, or his dad's page, on why he likes fishing and who inspires him uh, and who helps him, you know, something like that. And then what I'll have him do is just tag us. He don't need to follow us, but I want him to tag us. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll go from there on each submission. Uh, we can kind of go over and, and see what uh, who the best submission is. You know, we'll figure that out. I'll get a panel of guys to help kind of pick it. So, um. Yeah, that's the next thing we're going to do. And I want to thank all the companies that did help with the toy drive. Uh, again, we beat the uh, both of the uh, goals from last year. So it was 707000 and we hit 1087 and 10000 toys. So I'm sorry, $10,000. So uh, we'll have uh, something up soon. My wife's been shopping her ass off, buying stuff uh, every day. And it's been crazy. And uh, I can't wait to... For next week for everything to slow down so I can just work on making these heads. So um, thank you to everyone. Uh, please give us a five-star review on iTunes. That helps greatly. And on Spotify, it helps the algorithm of the podcast on iTunes so more people can see it. Um, shirts will be up probably by the end of the year. Uh, I have all the shirts from the toy drive. I just got to get some pictures of them and take them to uh, the shipping guy. So we'll do that. Um, and next week on Monday will be the panel with, um, Rob 
Shane, and Stefan. That'll be Striper one. And then the next one will be, uh, the next Monday will be, um, it will be I can, the Bait Makers Roundtable, which I think was a really, really, really good roundtable for quality bait makers that have pushed innovation and done some different stuff, you know? Didn't really, you've been doing it for a long time and uh, figured their way out of doing it. So it'll be really cool to hear that one as well for you guys. So I hope you enjoy this one with Jared. Jared's a, a great guy. I didn't even introduce him in the beginning. What a jerk. Uh, Jared Sw- uh, Swagford. Jared's second time on. He came for the toy drive last year. He stayed at my house this year. And I'm. <laughs> it was a fun time. We got really drunk and had fun all weekend and, and partied. And uh, this was right before we took him to the airport. So we, it was a little shorter because we didn't have the time to really dig in. Because he had to leave like right at the end. It was like right at the limit. So uh, thank you again, Jared, for coming on. Cool story. Thousand days of fishing. World record holder. Uh, great dude. So please uh, check this episode out. I hope you like it. Give Jared a follow if you haven't followed him yet. And um, uh, you'll hear from me next week. Thanks, everyone, for the support. And uh, check out the Patreon as well. It's Fight Co. Lures this month. I got to post that. Just been lagging butt on everything. So thank you guys for your patience. And I hope you like this episode. Thanks, guys. Welcome to Cast Crank Podcast. Today, we got the uh, Thousand Day Man here. How's it going, <laughs> y'all? Um, Jared, he's back on. Um, we had him on, God, how many? That was probably like a year and a half ago. I think, it, yeah, it was uh, day 400s or so, I think, last time I was here. It so was that, nonstop since then. Yeah. Oh, wow. A thousand, a thousand and one is what I ended at. Talk, talk about a little bit about that and... I mean, from that 400, how much harder was it to get to the thousand? You know, honestly, like the 400, like the first year, like 365 went by pretty quick. Uh, the next year was also pretty quick and it was really exciting for me because I, I did well. Um, I caught a lot of quality fish. I, I, you know, broke into the double digits and, uh, that was, that's always satisfying. And then the last hundred days were brutal hard like just skunk after skunk uh not even just not even seeing fish in some of the areas that i killed it the year before unable to share did download sorry no problem but yeah no the last the last 100 days were the hardest of all of them it was so freaking hot in texas there was no wind it was sunny it was dry just like it's just rough we, <laughs> we were setting new uh heat index levels records like after june basically it broke into the hundreds and it stayed that way all the way through august and then yeah it just sucked ass <laughs> when did you hook up with uh guinness world the, the guinness record book um it's still in the works it's kind of difficult dealing with those guys um if y'all are listening uh, it's really just them going through all my archives on Instagram, going day by day and just checking that I was on the water. And I mean, I have all my lake slips, like I have 800 and something lake slips that just show that I bought a ticket at the lake that day. Uh, photos on my phone that are all geotagged and timestamped. So they have the dates and the times. Do they look at every fucking photo? Every single one. They got to go through all of it. 
So you had to, you you took a picture every day. You had something geotagged every day. Every single day. Every single day was at least a video of me getting on the water, a video of me on the water, and then probably a video of me loading up. And then in between all that was, you know, fish catches where I would be holding the fish up and I'd release them and wave them off. (laughs) But the, uh, how many double digits did you catch in that a thousand days? So I didn't catch my first double digit until I think middle of 21. I think it was like somewhere around day 700. I finally caught my first double digit. I caught, okay, so stats would be, I caught around 40 that were in the nine pound range. A lot of them in the seven, eight pound range. And then four that I put on the scale that were 10 and then two that I didn't have a scale for. So I won't say that they were 10, but I mean, you put them on the board, compare them to a 10, 11 pound bass. And it's safe to say that's what they are, but I'm not going to say that's like a 10. Mm -hmm. And then my, my personal best came, uh, February of this year, uh, on the tyrant and it was 11 pounds, 13 ounces. Damn. Yeah. Um, Dude, that's that's a great fish too. But we can't put it out yet. But I mean, that's gonna be soon. Cool. Yeah, soon. <laughs> I got a lot of good ones on the tyrant. Honestly, the tyrant caught me my best fish of uh, the all of one thousand. And you can get a tyrant through the Casting King Crank Raffle that's gonna be online this week. <laughs> I think we have uh, two tyrants on there. I think, but the um, trout pattern ones. Yeah, 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 those look sick. How? Uh, Okay, during that time, how many big ones did you lose that you think are bigger than what your PB was? In the thousand days, I had two. I think I interacted with two fish that I saw up close that I lost at the boat or broke off that were in the teen range. My biggest one was October of last year. October, Yeah, October. And it was on the Battleshad 9.0. And I don't even know how to put a weight on it. It hurt me. I lost sleep over it. It was, I mean, to say, like, it's hard to say because I've never seen one up close. Like, I've seen, I've seen a lot of, I've seen a handful of 10s. I've seen, you know, my, my 11. And this fish just was so much bigger than that. You know, I, someone could say it was a 14 and I, I, this, like, I could say it was a 16. I don't even know. It was just massive. And it was just an error of not reeling my line all the way up when I was reaching, reaching with the net and high sticking my rod, reaching and leaning and like, just dude, <laughs> he was at the net and just shook and the bait just flew back over my head and bass did a little cartwheel. And that was it. I went, I right after that I loaded my boat up. I went straight home, moped and griped to my wife and I missed another big one today. And, you know, she heard that story a million times over (laughs) and it it never, it never sounds like it's always, it's a broken record. She's like, Oh, I'm sorry. And I'm like, this one was really big though. She's like, yeah. And I'm like, no, it was like really big. Sure. You know? Yeah. And I woke up at 3am and I, I couldn't sleep. I went back out and I tried it. I tried again and didn't get bit or nothing. It was cold as shit. And, yeah. What do you think the reasoning behind losing the fish is? Was it uh, you didn't set it, uh, the hooks out enough? 
Was it the angle? What do you think you lost? How did you lose a fish? Like, what do you think you did wrong? It was it was dark. I was I was positioned where I was casting into where a creek channel fed into the main lake um, on one of my lakes in Austin. And uh, long cast, had a lot of line out there when the fish bit it. I mean, I got a decent hook set, and the, the bait was definitely buried. Um, it was just giving the fish slack, like thinking that he was closer than what he was. And I couldn't lift my rod any higher. I couldn't reach any further with a net and I'm fishing on my crappy little John boat. That's like getting, you know, tugged around and pulled and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, the odds were kind of against me and it's just a, a, a mistake that, you know, you pay for. And it's like, I don't know. It's hard to say what you could change in that moment because you got so much stuff going on whenever, whenever that happens, like everyone dreams of catching a fish that big and then doing all the right things when you actually hook up with a fish that big is hard. You know, you're, you're just, you're just, it's just nerve wracking, you know? No, I couldn't imagine. Yeah. <laughs> um, during the time. So this is the cool thing. I think uh, fishing this much, not anyone's really fishing as much as you are because you're trying to do it every day. And even if you're going out for probably an hour, maybe sometimes, right? Yeah. Hour is about the minimum. Okay. Yeah. Um, did you have anything that you changed that whole time? Like line wise, anything like that? Like, like you're like shit. And how often were you changing your line? Yeah. Um, I went through a shitload of fluorocarbon. I've always, uh, from the beginning, I've always fished fluorocarbon. The only thing I really changed was getting confident and throwing bigger baits on lighter line. Like I think when I started, I was throwing 25, maybe even 30, like being like, Oh, I bought this bait. It's 300 bucks. I'm going to throw it on heavy ass line. <laughs> like, you know, not one to lose your shit. Yeah. So um downsizing line you know now the heaviest i throw is 20 pound you know in the winter time i'll throw some heavy stuff on 17 pound you know it's are like you that's light man it's it, are you using a braze x or what are you using for uh i like in biz x the yellow box yeah yeah the, yeah i use that for spotty uh, spotties i'll use them for i like that it sinks sinks pretty quick and it's it's like a pretty rigid line it's like it seems like the closest thing to braid that you can get out of a fluoro and um it does great i mean you started that in the mid would you did you change the lineup during your fishing a thousand days yeah 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 pretty early on um you know after taking advice from people like mike and you know other dudes that have success on the water um you know that changes like you know changing out my tackle you know like the the first year of me fishing however i was fishing just running stock hooks and all that stuff and i caught quality fish you know seven eight pounders i think i only caught a few nine pounders the first year which i was floored about you know thinking i'm doing great which i am that is doing great mm -hmm. don't get me wrong that's doing great but like when you obsess over it you know you your potential you know your lakes have better fish how can you catch them you know and like just making those simple changes like smaller hooks lighter line you know um getting more comfortable with uh, being further away from your spot whether it's a boat dock or it's like uh, a point or um maybe it's like a boulder or some sort of exposed structure on your lake and being comfortable with bombing your hinkle or whatever <laughs> within inches of, of breaking it on whatever structure you're casting at from further away and uh i think that makes all the difference whenever you learned that a lot then when you were fishing like hey the distance was helping you a lot a more absolutely okay, yeah. instead of just seeing fish you have fish commit 
Yeah. Because you're not in the you're not in the picture when you're when you're further away. Or they just have more time to follow and decide if they're gonna eat it or not. Like if they're you know, they're they're following it in and people ask me like, How do you get a follower to commit? I'm like, uh, get further away. <laughs> like have more line out there. But we talked actually on one of the panels they talked about the same exact thing. John Curry and Kelly were saying the same exact thing you're saying right now. Yeah. You know? Bomb casts for sure. Yeah. And make accurate casts. Don't like rush into a spot and like try to like just fire a cast out like line up the way you you think that that fish is going to like the bait coming over them and make your cast count you know if you're in if you're in a hot area like where you know big fish are hanging out like don't just rush it you know like make a good cast and put the bait exactly where you where you think it should be or where mm -hmm. you want it to go mm -hmm. I, I mean fishing every day definitely got me like locked in with casting like yeah I think that that leads to success more than anything is like making accurate cast. That yeah, that makes. I mean, the time you're getting to put out casting is awesome because every day it's like practicing fucking sport. Like every day you're practicing. Yeah, you know? yeah. You know? No, I mean, I I did the math, and if this is a pretty wild stat, I I'm I think around a million casts in the thousand days. How many hours are you the ten thousand hour guy yet? Four hours a day. Uh, thousand? No, not ten. I'm not ten thousand hours yet. I think in general I am for sure. Isn't that Since, what they say? If you if you do something for ten thousand hours, that's like supposed to be. You're a professional. You're a professional, like yeah, you or you're a master of your craft. Yeah, of your craft, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I think a million casts though, out of out of out of uh, on the averages. If you were just doing averages, some days I do an Would hour. That fuck your arm up at all? Um, no, not really. And you're always throwing a big bait most like pretty almost all the time. Almost all the time. A now. swim bait. Every time. I, I did you did you fish jigs and stuff at all? And I suck at fishing jigs. <laughs> I fished your jigs while we were here. That hey, was fun. Heads. Yeah, this, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've never really fished jigs before. Um you know, before swim bait fishing, I didn't really know much about conventional fishing. I've fished my whole life, but you know, most of it was just dragging a big worm, like Texas rig stuff or you know, messing around with wacky. I always like soft plastics. I never really mess with like crank baits or spinner baits or yeah. jerk baits or anything like that. Which you kind of throw the soft plastic a lot now too as well, right? I yeah. Mean, the, the year round. Yeah. Year round. I don't yeah. think there's like a time they won't eat the a soft bait, like a big yeah. soft bait. I think that's like weird to me that people put it away in the summertime and they bring them out in the wintertime. And you told, you caught a, you've caught a big one the ghost as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love the ghost. The ghost is a great lure. I mean, it's a big fucker too. It is. It is. It, it was. You know, it's one of those baits that's intimidating at first, but then you 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 see some you see some action with it, and then you get bit, and then you just become confident with it, and then you you know, there's a time and place for everything. I feel like my ghost excelled last year, just like in the winter months, like fishing it almost as like a low wake. You know, like. And then, like, when things get a little warm, I mean, I guess I got a, a few in the warmer months where I was burned paws. Mm -hmm. Shoot, the first one I got, the first day out after I bought my new bass boat, um, first day fishing on the bass boat. That's one of the fish that I couldn't say if it was a 10 because I didn't have a scale on the new boat. Oh, shit. And it was me and my buddy Eric. And, uh, you know, I'd never launched a real boat before. I spent a lot of money on it. And I was like, Eric, meet me at the oh, boat. Oh, you have a video of this one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do, I, I could send you that one. That just, would be just a good talk, one. Put it up right now. Yeah, let's see. Let's see um, if we can do it and get to go. Um, Eric has the same boat as me. And I was like, hey, man, you know, kind of dumb. But will you 
show me how to launch a boat and like what to do with this thing. He's Which like, is a complete game changer is having the boat now. I was like, damn, right? Yeah, no, Man. for sure. Um, and he meets me down there. We launch the boat. We, we cruise around a little bit, do a little bit of getting on plane and learning how to trim the motor and all that stuff. Because um, I'm just used to my crappy little John boat where I just <laughs> fire it up and just grip it and rip it. And that thing just, you know, nothing to it. You know, you can, yeah. I can beach it. I can beat the hell out of it. And it doesn't matter. <laughs> Now I got this nice boat where I'm like, I don't want to scratch on yeah, it for exactly. a while. <laughs> um, we get out and I was throwing the ghost and it was a bluebird day, a little windy. And like right before I caught the fish, we were both throwing ghosts around. I was like, I don't know if they'll eat these today. You know, like mm -hmm. it's kind of weird conditions for this, but let's, you know, we're just talking. And then out of the depths into like 20 feet of water, this fish missiles up and eats the ghost. And it was just. Just, was the conditions like is you have the choice you wanted to do that because of the conditions like did you have the ghost ready already you're like oh i'm gonna go out today and i'm gonna throw the ghost or are you kind of no like no it's just it on the deck okay. you know like yeah. I, normally i have like you know like normally i have like some sort of drt tied on i like throwing mats baits always have a working class zero tied on just you know just pick it up and i threw it and that that's you know just came out of the freaking nowhere and it was just me learning how to use spot lock too. That was like a game changer, being able to be so far off the spot. I just step on the pedal, lock lock the spot, and we're just comfortably fishing in the wind, which I would never be able to do on the John boat. I but just, do you think you lost some stealth by having the uh, the bigger boat now? Like absolutely, yeah. because in the John boat you could be a little more stealth, correct? I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I'm about a foot shorter when I run in the John boat because it sits down in the water, and now I'm a foot taller on the bass boat, and I'm already freaking a goon. <laughs> bass can see me from freaking fifty yards away. The and uh, do you you have live scope on it? I don't. No, I don't have any graphs. Uh, any graphs at the bow. I have one at the console, like a nine inch. Mm -hmm. I still don't really know how to use it. I, I just use it for the maps and like water temp. Are you are you thinking about getting a live scope, or it's not your deal? No, I mean just because I'm broke. Yeah. Um, you would. It's get not it if a necessity. You had the money, you would, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a tool. Yeah, it's the standard now too. I mean, I, I ain't hating on anyone that does well with it. It's like you know, it is. It, it's a tool and it's like what's expected if you're going to be a, a great angler i feel like it caters to conventional anglers a little more than swim baiters but <clears throat> i feel like when swim baiters get down with it we're going to see some freaking giants get caught yeah i think millikan's done a pretty good job absolutely and, uh, yeah but i mean uh i mean you could see all the i mean zaldane does the same shit too right he they all use it and it works right and they, they're on top of it i i mean like you said it's a tool it's a great tool if you could afford it exactly. i can't either so fucking you know like <laughs> what's up garmin yeah right. lawrence um when did your rod come out uh we've been working on it for the last year and we finally did a drop uh the first drop was two months ago um the leviathan daily it's a travel rod are you using it though more than just a travel rod or are you just using it all the time it's all it's a it's an everyday rod for me really yeah i've used it pretty much every day since i got the prototype i'm still fishing the same one and what did you change on the prototype that like i'm sure he gave you a couple different versions did you get to give your input and go well i don't like the guides right here or i don't like the handle like that yeah um the first one i, I wanted to split grip so we did that and we were using 806 blank that was a two-piece which was great but I was like, we need to break it down a little bit more because I travel with the two piece and it's still like people on the planes would be like, like I'm carrying around this kind of long stick that I'm like putting in the overhead compartment, like jamming it in there mm -hmm. and stuff. 
so we we went down to the three piece version and it came out really nice i like it a lot no um, that's, that's cool to, to see you get to put the research and like do all the deals with it and you do travel a lot so it's got to work great for you you know yeah like even bringing it here yeah you know like we went and saltwater fish with it and like when I went out with Keith, I brought it with me to go to Keith. And it, it, it's so compact, you know, it breaks down to like three foot. Um, I just, I need to make a case for mine, but I just roll it up in a, in a rod wrap and, saw, yeah. and, and it's good. Do you, uh, did you test that on certain baits when you design it or is it kind of an all round general rod for you? Um, I did test it on certain baits. Like I, I wanted something that was could still throw smaller stuff like a TK, but still have the ability to throw bigger stuff like a Hinkle Shad or like mm -hmm. up to that six ounce mark. Okay. And I feel like having covering that area of two to six, like really hits like most people's tackle boxes. Like, you know, even dude, you were flipping sleepers with that, like dark sleepers with it. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, that's crazy that you have a heavy swim bait rod that'll handle something a little bigger, but you're able to, you know, kind yeah. of finesse it a little. Yeah. That could be also help, helpful because I have the freaking $600 Conquest 200 <laughs> reel on there that just is silky. <laughs> That's another thing. But it's still cool to have a rod that you can fill that, those bites with. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The smaller baits if you wanted to do something like that. Right. And I wanted something that was like right in between uh, as far as actions that would you could still set the hook on a, on a soft bait, like a weedless soft bait. But then it had enough um, softness to it that you, you could really pin hard bait fish too. Mm -hmm. So like, it's kind of like a hybrid in between what you would want of like a soft bait rod and a hard bait rod. So it, I just really wanted something that I could grab my bait bag, throw a bunch of baits in it, grab my rod and go wherever, have it in the back of my truck. I go on vacation. I, I can take it with me and I don't look like a crazy person carrying around an eight foot stick, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, after the the uh, thousand days of, of fishing, how much of a uh, relief it's it's got to be somewhat relief not having to worry about going fishing every day. And is your wife happier now? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, absolutely, dude. It was like um, after the thousand, it felt really weird, like I was missing something, and I made myself stop. Like I I could have went fishing that day, and the wife even was like you should go out. And I was like, no, cause if I go out, then I'm just going to keep doing it. I need to actually make myself stop so I can just take a little break. It's kind of, kind of sad a little bit that you stopped. Dude, it was emotional. Honestly, right? like I, I was could like, hear that. I could see it. I was like, man, I was like, this is the end of an era, you know, like, um, it was, it was just really weird. It was really weird. Like I was missing something because you know, like I could have, anyone can fish every day. Like there's so many people are like, how do you do it? And I'm like, well, man, you've been talking to me on Instagram for the last 30 minutes, sending me messages. This is the time you just wasted that you could have been out fishing. Like everyone yeah. has time in their day where they do their unwind. Some people go to the gym, you know, do yoga, go ride a bike. Some people just watch TV. Mm -hmm. That time is time that could be spent going fishing. Mm -hmm. and that, that I mean, that's really all it takes is time management. To, and you're uh, not. And when he says fishing, it's like you're going to the local pond. You're going somewhere small, even if you just go to fish, right? For sure. Yeah. But I mean, for me, I went fishing. Like, like I, you did you? I never went to ponds. I launched the went, boat. Oh, I took the yeah. kayak. I went on the paddleboard. Like, I even. That's what makes it impressive that what you did. But you know, um, 
I'm just saying for people who say they don't have time, I get that. I mean, even with the kids, I don't. I Could I make time? Yes. I could have. It's a two, sacrifice. I have two little ponds that are by me, and I could go fish there, and I probably could pick up some fish out of it. But it's just like you get. I get in my own head, and I go, well, it's fucking pressured. Why am I even going to go there? I'm not going to catch a fish. Who knows? I might have. Yeah. You know, but I know it's pressured. I could have done something different, but I could go do that. And I'm sure... There's going to be exceptions to like not fishing as much as you can. Like if you have kids or if you're a single dad and no, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. You know? But for you, it's kind of like, yeah, you, you had to fit it in. And the thing that I could see it being emotional, it's like, it's like if I stopped doing the podcast, I think I'd be, I'd had a fucking huge void. Yeah. You know, it'd be like, yeah. fuck dude, this has been my life for four and a half years now. It's like, this is all I do. And, uh, and now I have the bait company, so it's even put more on my plate. But it works hand in hand. But I could see how emotional it could be for you to, like, you're not fishing, like, in your boat every your kayak, you know? Yeah. And really, I've only missed about 20 days since the 1,000. I still fish, like, all the freaking time. I've, I've still five days a week, at least. Mm-hmm. I still fish more than the average person, the average swim bait angler, or, like, whoever. Like, I fish just as much as any obsessed angler still fishes, you know? Like, my wife really like she supports me she she wants me to get out there she knows it makes me happy she's like behind me 100 percent. so like I, I couldn't have a better partner to pursue what i what i did and i mean at the beginning she was like we just got married the year before and she'd be like <laughs> this is what i'm getting into and i'm like ah. but sorry she, she already knew that i was like a crazy fisherman even before this this whole thousand day thing and the thousand day thing didn't even start off as that it was just it was just a goal in 2020 like people were like what's your new year's resolution and i was like Man, i just want to fish more this year you should fish every day and i was like you know what i think i will and it was that it was that easy you know yeah. i just started fishing and then i got to the end of the year and i documented all of it and people were like dude you should keep going i think some dude fished 730 days he's like the record holder i was like i never even heard of that I was did you like, meet that dude you ever talked to him? No, I've never talked to him. He's an older guy. He's from uh, Waco, which isn't far from me. It's in Texas, and uh, but he didn't. He didn't. He didn't ever claimed it or anything. He never like submitted it as a record. But I believe the dude. You mm-hmm. know, like I, I don't. I don't need Guinness to verify me to say I did it. And I think most of my following knows that. Like, I don't need anyone to verify that I did it because like I. I it's undoubted like i mm-hmm. posted every day here i am on the water day 687 yeah here i am getting skunked again or <laughs> here i am catching a big fish you know like uh i don't know i get it yeah. i mean i mean, i know you don't want to be negative and be like these fucking assholes because you're such a you know but i get what you're but saying then people at guinness get praised for like check out how long my toenails are or how many toothpicks i can <laughs> stick up my butt you know like <laughs> Like, you know, like they got some wild records at Guinness. <laughs> when did you contact him? Did you contact him like after 700 and something? Yeah, I, I contacted him around 700, let okay. him know. And then they got back to me and they said like, all right, well, we need to, we need to like, uh, you got to submit like your, your information. And then I was like, okay, like, I don't know how to get these documents to you. Like, I'm not going to give you access to my Instagram to just go freely through it and, I was like, can we just meet up with someone like one of your guys and like, we'll just go through everything. So like, it's just a lot of back and forth stuff with them. I'm Have sure. you met up with them yet? No, no. Mm-hmm. It's, 
dude, it's such a slow process. It's, it's honestly painful. Like, I don't even know if I'm going to freaking do it, but <laughs> it's cool. I think you should. I mean, it's just cool to, it's super fucking cool. Like it's like a cool thing to say, Hey man, I'm in the Guinness world record or I made it in like, fuck yeah, that, dude. yeah, yeah. I grew up like as a kid, I, the new book would come out in the library and I'd be like, Oh damn, I always had to go get it and like, dude, do it. And it was always and everyone amazing. would, everyone would always, you always look the strongest guy or the whatever, the tallest dude, yeah, exactly. the, the shortest man, oldest. Yeah, all that stuff was always fascinating to me. That was like internet for us, or like Google before, before fucking right. Google was around. It was like, you know, when you're bored or you're getting a fucking, you look at YouTube and you just start. I got super into recently to fucking knife building and building knives and shit. Dude, I love that blacksmith work. Like, dude, doing I like watched Damascus that show. Forge did, did yeah. my son. Yes. So there's a class in uh, LA. I got to take my dad and my son for my dad's birthday, but he uh, he wants to build a knife. And they do it for you. You can go forge it in LA. It's like a whole class. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, and I'm going to do that. But I, dude, I went on a fucking like a thing where I was just watching. I watched that Forged and Fire show on yep. Netflix. I watched every episode. Then I watched on YouTube. I'm looking at him. Do dude, it. you should look at Green Beetle on YouTube. He makes some really awesome knives. It's yeah. so cool. And it seems like it's so cool that like this is so dumb. But I mean, I feel like you you could build everything with your hands. Like, yeah. And it's all you could, you don't need. All the fancy stuff you could do it with what you have, but it's just super fucking cool. But that's what the Guinness World Record thing is to me is like you get on those little things before YouTube and stuff and you would look through and be like, you know, just kind of like a cool little thing to look at. Right. But it's kind of gone, I think, now and it's probably online a little more. I don't right, know. right. It was like going through that like that wormhole like where you get mm -hmm. locked into YouTube and you never know where you're going to go. Yeah. But then that's like what it felt like to open up a Guinness book. Exactly. Like it would entertain you for like... For hours give you something to talk about or whatever yeah you know? how's uh fishing been in your lakes have you had any uh changes like you know in socal it's kind of been pretty bad uh for you how's it been in, in your way um i mean i feel like i always am i always mm -hmm. have it pretty good <laughs> with my lakes like i i think the the main ones that i fish are i have it a lot better than most um like that aren't in texas uh definitely better than people in california y'all's lakes are ass yeah, <laughs> i don't know about norcal but socal like i i get skunked <laughs> every time i come out here did you what lake did you fish you did did you didn't fish this time right i didn't fish this time um i've done paris i've done skinner uh did you fish skinner with mike or no yeah i fish skinner with mike i, I fish it with home um well, that's like I, really the only two main ones i can think of i know i've done some smaller ones no diamond valley you haven't hit diamond valley? i've never done diamond valley okay. yeah but y'all i mean dude the fact that y'all gotta get off the water at like freaking oh you could fish all night huh yeah there's no limits to where I, what time i get off the water on my lakes it's like fish as long as you want you know and launch wherever you want like there's boat ramps all over the place and what about all the little i hear all this shit about little ponds everywhere and private ponds is there a shitload by you and can you fish them or do you got to ask the homeowners or stuff like that? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's water all over my area. There's like, they have like these soil reserve, soil reserves or soil reservation tanks that are like small lakes. Uh, and then we have like quarries, all those, all those will hold double digits. All, I mean, massive fish in all of our bodies of water in Texas. Like you get to those private water spots and it's just unpressured, untouched, giants in there you know it just wouldn't be That's that satisfying cool. it wouldn't be that satisfying for me to catch one though like you because didn't, it's not in a regular lake where everyone else fishing you didn't really work for it like you could throw a stick out there with some treble hooks on it and probably catch like a freaking eight pounder you know 
<laughs> have you fished them ever the, those private ones i mean when i was a kid yeah yeah you know the younger you, you just go wherever you can go on your bike what is that place in texas that that's supposed to be like the trophy we talked about last time didn't camelot we? camelot bell yeah people like pay a thousand like, bucks or something yeah like. two thousand dollars for the weekend or the day or something it's crazy expensive isn't yamamoto ranch there too yeah have you yeah. been there no I had a couple friends that have gone a couple of times. They said it last time it was a little, a little not as good as a. They've been twice, but I don't. I have no clue. I think a lot of people fish them. They they have a lot of pressure. Those fish are probably still hard to catch. Like the big ones that are in those bodies of water are still probably pretty hard to catch, even though there are a lot of them. They're they've probably all been caught. You know, like um, I don't know. It just wouldn't be satisfying. For me, in, in the path that I'm on right now, I, I want to catch my first really big one on my own on a public body of water that I, I feel like that respect, just like it's just the satisfaction of like earning a fish, you know, like really putting in the time and earning a fish versus just like going and fishing a farm pond or a golf course pond and catching like a massive freaking bass. It'd be like, wouldn't you be i wouldn't even want to show that video because i would get so much like i think people would really hate on it they'd be like you idiot like anyone could catch that fish and like <laughs> well yeah you're right like, anyone probably could but do you have to get it how's the lunker share program work again is it what size fish you gotta catch i think it's it starts at eight pounds now maybe maybe i'm wrong maybe it's nine or have you done any of that have you uh no i've never submitted any of mine no. i don't want to wait around and like have them Oh, you got to wait for them to come and get they it. show up okay. and yeah, they'll, they bring a truck that's like got aquariums on board and they'll, they, they will take the fish, weigh it, um, take it back to their facility where they'll pair it up and they'll spawn it with another giant bass. And they just basically build some of the best genetics. Um, you know, they'll, they'll take a 13 and spawn it with a massive male you know like a nine pound male or something Damn. like you know and it's basically just making them bigger and bigger yeah it's just building like you know an nfl superstar or freaking you know a, a, <laughs> right. a, a freaking right. major yeah. athlete you know like genetics are real you know there's short people there's tall people bass the same way you know like there's you know there's some top tier bass and once they spawn them they'll They'll either grow them to adults and release them back into the lake where they were caught, or they'll take the fry and release them back into the lake where they were caught. And then they'll also re-release the female or male back into that lake too. So, I mean, it's a really cool program. I think it helps a lot. Do you think it makes that fishery so much, your guys' fishery so much better? Oh, absolutely. Because of that, you know, you're stocking bass pretty much, you know? Yeah, stocking like elite bass, yeah. you know, like the best of the best genetics back into the lake. And I mean, that we'll see the results 10 years from now five years from now like but i mean they've already put adults in some of our lakes i've caught some of the adults because they're not they're not shy they're they're they eat like piranhas They'll oh eat. you know if they've been a lunker show sometimes those bass their build their build really? is insane like i caught a seven pounder on a hinkle shad that was only 20 inches okay wow tiny little mouth just like the definition of football yeah it, i mean it was a blimp See, and it, that's cool. You can kind of tell if it's been part of that program and like the difference. I ate trapped it, this you know? fish. I mean, he let me, he let me sit there and, and mess with him for like two minutes. Just like he'd, he'd swipe at it and miss it, swipe at it and miss it. I'm like, this is a special bass. And like, he, he doesn't know any better though. Cause he's yeah. been just 
eaten whatever he wants in an aquarium his whole life. And then you release them out into the wild and they eat everything. You know, they're not picky about what they're eating. They're yeah. like, oh, that's moving. I'll eat it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. I, I'm, I, I am so interested in that. And it's so cool that you guys do have that. I know. I, I wish they would do it in more places. Imagine too. if y'all had it here. <sighs> That'd be fucking great. Yeah. I thought I saw a post. Someone say they're stocking trout in some of your guys' lakes or something like that. I think it might have been a bullshit one. I'm not sure. In our lakes? Yeah. No, no. Our ponds. Yeah. They stock our ponds for some reason. Do like, those ponds have bass in them? Oh, yeah. And they Massive ones. Fun. Yeah. You go catch Still, a 13. you won't touch it. No, no. It doesn't count. <laughs> not in my book. Not for me. I mean, that's good for anyone that wants to go get them, you know? Yeah. Like, for me, though, like, no. Maybe I'll go do it for fun one day and just call it out and be like, yeah, I'm going to catch a big one out of here. Watch. You know, just, just to show, like, maybe I'll, like, you know, maybe I'll do that. Just to show, it's not. It's not like I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> I'm not, such a I'm such a whore. I would be, I'd be there. You just like the I, bite. You like yeah, the bite. I just like the bite. I don't I don't want to catch. Like I always say, I'm I'm more of like a. I just like getting bit. It doesn't need to be huge for me. Like I'm happy catching sevens all day or whatever. Mm. Of course, I'd like to catch the biggest fish I ever can. But if I can just get bit and have fun, and a lot of people, like you said, it's like I don't have the time to really put into swim bait fishing that I'd like to, like I do mm -hmm. Calico because to really get into good lake for me, it's an hour away, you know, like yeah. or an hour and it's a half away. It's a lot away. of freaking work. So, and with three kids and this fucking podcast and, and a job and a and Viking head now, mm -hmm. it's like, I'm, it's easier for me to run and fish Calico and then come back. You yeah. Know? You're and, close. Uh, and You're yeah. close. And, 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 and I, and I think my new year's resolution is going to be to beat up these little ponds more. Yeah. Maybe try to fish like three or four days a week and just go in the morning before I take the kids or, Right before it gets dark, we'll go to the pond, you know, throw the swim bait a little. Dude, it's an unwind. You know? It's an unwind. Yeah. I mean, doing that for yourself is like, you know, puts you in nature. You're, you, you, you can let go of whatever stresses you have in life. Whatever kind of stuff I did to anger my wife that day and upset her, you know, I kind of <laughs> like go out there and I, I think about it and I come home and I'll apologize or, you know, whatever, or I'll, you know, make her dinner or something. But not that aside, like, it's just like, it's like. You know, it's meditation. It's mm -hmm. like being in nature, seeing something beautiful. And that was like the coolest part about the fish every day. It was like literally being in nature every single day. Like that does something for you, you know, mm -hmm. like it really, it really aligns you with what's important. You know, you can really focus on those other things in life because I got that, I got that time to like, just like clear my mind and like yeah. really think through stuff. And I, I, I probably still sound like a crazy person because I obsess <laughs> over it all the time and <laughs> I mean, people would say all kinds of wild stuff to me too. Like even even people are like, "Must be nice not to work," you know, or yeah. You know, and it would never be on one of my posts. It'd be like someone else would repost one of my videos, and they wouldn't know who I am. And they would. Just hey, say, I get the same. People think this is my job. Yeah, I'm like I have a full time job. <laughs> I don't make that. I don't make barely anything off this. It's fun, <laughs> and I make enough to cover. You do it because you, know, you love it. I love it. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. It's it's like this weekend was like. I was a teenager again with all my friends hanging out, getting fucked up. You guys seen on Instagram, you know, I mean, I, it was like, this is what I, it's fun. It's a community. It's like, it gets us all together. Yeah. And it's being at chain reaction for the toy drive. It was like, that was like what I did for before fishing is music. I would get there every fucking week and I'd be there either playing shows or seeing shows, yeah. you know? So it was like, this is like, it's so crazy to do this again with, my fucking uh like my friends i'm having I'm, I'm a show pretty much i'm playing again you know like oh cool you know and then i have other guys like 
you know, Mark from Bassman's or Matt Holm. Mm -hmm. They've been there a million times. Mm -hmm. So it's really cool. But I get what you're saying is, uh, uh, but th that's what Instagram does. They don't know who you are. And sometimes you're putting stuff up and, and you get the negative side you of get it. get the negative side, like, who, right. you know, and most of the time it just is jealousy. Yeah. I mean, that's what it comes down to. People don't understand why you have success and they think that it just happened overnight, but they don't realize like how much work you put in to get where you are. Or just being a good fucking person. Or just people being a like fucking you, cool you know? dude. Yeah, yeah. Being nice to people. Like I, I don't, I, I like everyone. I don't step on anyone's toes. I don't, I don't want anyone to not like me. I don't want anyone to think I'm a dick. Unless they really deserve it. But I mean, even then, I don't really have anyone. I, I only I can probably count on one hand how many people I don't like. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. I don't like a lot of people. So I can... <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Um, uh, the uh, So how around you, have you seen a lot of bigger fish being caught? You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like Texas is going to be the, the where the big, next big one comes oh, from. Oh, Absolutely. You know? I mean, take Ivy, for example. Look at how many monsters come out of that lake in the last two years. It's like... What's the biggest one that came out? Was it Josh Jones? Is that 17? No, I think it was Josh's buddy. And it oh, was yeah, a 17. Yeah, the one yeah. he was with. Okay, yeah, yeah, I think it's like the the eighth biggest fish caught in Texas on record. Wow. The, it came out of Ivy. What's and the it, biggest fish they caught? How big was it? I think it was 19 out of Fork, out of Lake Fork in the early 2000s. Okay. Yeah. And then that lake... Here's got, a question for you if you, okay. if you did the research... How many of those big fish were caught on swim baits? Uh, none of them. That's crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's probably some on the top <laughs> list that have been caught on, the, on, on swim baits. But. So I mean, then that makes me go, well, why don't you want to throw a jig or so? What do they catch them on? I mean, pretty much a jig. Like it's either a jig or an OH, for example, it's an A rig or a, a, a small swim jig. I don't have I don't have the time for that. You know how many one pounders and two pounders they probably had to catch to get that one big one? And it's like, dude, I never want to see another two pounder again. Like <laughs> like I, I, I try to shake those off before they even get to the boat. I don't even want to touch my boat, it'll taint it and put the bad juju on it. But <laughs> <laughs> But I always like I know people dork out on stuff like that and they'll uh, I'll look I'll look on it too and I'll like be like, Oh, I wonder how many you know, fish were caught that big, but then how many of them were caught on a bait I'm using or a bait I'm focusing on? It's uh, still not the mainstream, bait, you know? though. You know, imagine some yeah. of those dudes that are really talented anglers, if they were to just take the time to learn swim baits. I mean, I'm sure they would catch the same fish, you know? True, yeah. true. Especially the ones that have the live scope and they could drop it right on their head and like, freaking crazy dude i don't understand i've watched dudes who are good at live scope i fished on dudes boats with it and i'm i'm impressed by it they'll call it out they'll be like hey keep doing what you're doing you're about to get bit and then it's like boom are and you I'm watching like, the live scope with him like looking at with him and like i can't you... watch that and i i'm not good at multitasking i can't look down at that screen <laughs> and do my rod i'll i'll just miss it every time yeah but he was he was telling me i was about to get bit do what you're doing and, and then got bit and i'm like that's just wild to me. It's a video game. It's it's crazy. Do you have do you have multiple lakes you hit or do you have like a couple home lakes you hit? I mean, in my area, there's I have a few power plant lakes. I have the lake that's in Austin, Town Lake, Ladybird, um, uh, Lake Austin, Lake Travis. Um, really, all our lakes are rivers. How far are all these lakes from you? Like, are they close? The Town Lake is 15 minutes away. It's in the city. And it's a big lake? It's a decent sized lake. Is it, I mean, can you launch a boat on it? You can launch a boat oh, okay, on cool. it, but you can't motor on it. You okay. can't have a gas motor. You have to troll because there's a 
ton of paddle boarders and kayakers. Can you take your new boat on and just not have the motor and use a trolling motor? Yeah, just use a trolling. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll still run my motor sometimes, but I'm not like up on plane <laughs> yeah, or anything. Yeah. Like I'm not being a dick. Like I'll, if I'm running late to dinner, I'll, I'll, I'll cruise the motor at like five miles an hour. I'm okay with getting a ticket or hopefully not, but you so know. You, but, and then the other lakes, how far are they from you? Are they pretty close as well? They're all pretty close. Like I think my, nothing fr- over an hour, nothing over an hour. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. When I was out with Keith, he has to drive two hours to fish. Like fuck he, that dude. <laughs> And that's he, crazy. Yeah, dude. dude, it's a that's that's a big deal for that dude. Like he he has to go. He has to wake up at four a.m. before he can get to the water by by sunrise. You know, and yeah. like that's what he had to do in the summertime because by the time it's noon, you you'll fry out there. You know, but that's the same thing with me, dude. Like a lot of the times, my my window in the summertime, in between jobs and stuff, it would be like I'd get noon to two to fish, and it'd be a hundred and ten outside, and I'm like, cool, well. What were you fishing then when it would be that hot? And were you catching fish? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it would, you know, Tiny Clash, a uh, little Battle Shed, um, Citizen, uh, really hitting like shaded areas, like underneath bridges, that kind of stuff, like fishing structure. Um, and I mean, they go off. It's it's fun. You don't, I, I don't think that uh, like catching a big, big one in the summertime is mm-hmm. like crazy to me because like they get skinny, you know, they don't, they don't have on the the weight like they do in the winter time. So I don't ever expect to catch like a, a, I don't, I I don't think I would ever catch like a teen in the summer. That's just crazy. But I mean, I know it, I know it happens. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, do you think you could have video? We could try to do that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, which one was it? The, the ghost videos that we were talking about? Yeah. We could do that and then do another one. Maybe like a, um, another catch. You can kind of break down a little bit. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. Let's do that. Um, Ooh, this one's fun. Uh, Everyone got a kick out of this one because let's see here. Hold on. Sorry, y'all. They can airdrop. Yeah. All right, cool. Let's see if this sends. Uh, My phone is maxed out uh, because all my GoPro footage, I do all my editing and stuff all through my phone. So it's, it's time for me to get a bigger storage space on it or you get like premiere and put it on um, like an iPad and edit. I need to get a computer or an iPad. (laughs) I need to actually like commit to that stuff so I can start doing like, you know, maybe if I want to branch into YouTube or, or just make better videos. I know it's way you can do it from a computer way. What do you use right now on your phone to edit? Uh, use CapCut. I never even heard of that. It's like, it's, it's like iMovie kind of, it's a, it's an app and it's free. So it, you know, you can do like the zoom in, you can do slow-mo, you can, you know, um, cut clips and like copy clips and it's pretty easy i mean because yeah dude you got to put videos out like a lot right? yeah for social media mm-hmm. yeah just try to keep them going and like you know you can add music in there and all that stuff so you got do you do you got a bit paid for your reels um i did it for two months where i was you're talking about reels bonus plays yeah, yeah, on instagram yeah. yeah i did it i think i made like 300 bucks Oh, that's good. I'm doing it, yeah. That's really good. My only made like I think I made like a hundred, and it was because it was the video of me f- uh, eating shit. <laughs> yeah, and people <laughs> people love that shit. Yeah. They want to see the bloopers. No, oh, I put them up all the time. I have so many I could put up. I just haven't. Like I have the one from the toy drive last year. See if you can make that one send to you. I I don't know why it's not going. This one's funny because try to airdrop it to me. Yes, here. Turn I'll, your turn I'll, your iPhone on. Yeah, let's do that because it's not going to the Mac. All right, I got you. Here we are. 
And roulette. Roulette's fun too. I love playing poker too. We used to have a poker group and it was a lot of fun. Really? We'd go over to my buddy's house and we'd, my wife's really freaking good at poker too. She'd always freaking bluff me out or freaking call my bluff. <laughs> take I my think, money. I think all wives can call your bluff real quick. Absolutely. Like my wife has it's a superpower of knowing how much I've drank. I won't, I won't tell her shit and I'll walk in. She's like, how many beers do you have? I'm like, ah, a couple. She's like, so what? I'm going to say nine. I'm like, how the fuck did you know I drank nine beers? She's like, I know you're that good. <laughs> I see that one eye getting sloppy and closing. <laughs> All right. This is sending. Um, what other cool stuff happened in a thousand days? Though? I mean, really just, you know, Let's dude, see, I think it's going right now. You know, like if I wouldn't have started fishing every day, I would have never met you. I would have never met Mike. I got right. so many homies that came from fishing and just me getting on an app, posting what I'm doing every day led to so many good connections, so many great friends. Like that's like the coolest thing that came out of it is like just the community, you know, let's see if this, loads. what, uh, what this one is, which one. All right. So this is me, uh, on the ghost, um, this one's just a blooper because like earlier that day I stepped on a rod in the boat and I broke it. I was really bummed and I took the reel off of it and I just randomly set it down in my net and then I hooked this giant. I'm sitting there struggling. My reel is just bouncing around and it's pinned up against the corner of the boat and I'm reaching and I'm like, I'm about to lose this bass. <laughs> and I... It is a, it was a good one, you know, and like, it's just, <laughs> just going all over the place. I'm like, <laughs> how big is that one? It was a high nine. Damn. Yeah. It's a good one. Shimano conquest with a varial handle, just resting in the net. Dude. Yeah. That is a nice fish. It was a big one. And yeah. I just, I saw that fish rolling up shallow chasing gizzards. Mm -hmm. And I, I literally sight casted that fish while I was stalking gizzard shad. And I just put the ghost in there that looks similar to a gizzard shad. I burned it over the gizzards. And as soon as it paused, boom, it was on it. Have you had any new baits that you've been using that have been like a game changer or like are, are um, even getting into different glides or stuff like that? I mean, from the time last time you came on, like some changes you made. Yeah. I mean, it was just getting comfortable with throwing bigger stuff like. I I oh before you were throwing like eighty six style like smaller like Doom Riders okay which I mean there's a time and a place they'll catch a giant like if presented right they'll catch everything will catch a, a giant if presented right but then like me just being like I guess switching from a mindset of just like an a swim bait angler to like trying to convert over to primarily going trophy angler you know like throwing just big stuff. And a lot of the times I am just force feeding them where I'm like so hard headed that I'm like, no, I'm going to get one to eat this freaking 10 inch soft bait. Like, and, and I'm like, it, the conditions aren't right. So like, if you say trophy, you, your goal is a trophy, biggest bass you can catch. Exactly. Every time, every time. You don't think that now you want to do it your way though, right? Absolutely. Because then you would like a jig. Do you ever think about just picking the jig up for a fucking, a, a, like a little while? No. Why not if it can catch a huge fish? I don't know. It's you know I, what I'm trying to say. I just like, break I them like... off. I break them off all the time. Like I just lose them on the bottom of the lake. <laughs> I mean, maybe... you know what I'm trying to say is like if you're going after the biggest fish, right? And the only the, I've gotten the same answer from a lot of people. I think 
the only thing that will do the same thing as, as a swim bait and you get is a jig. Mm-hmm. I agree. And there, I mean, a lot of guys, it's just not them. as fun to me as throwing the big swim bait. Okay. And that's what it comes down to. I know it's going to catch a giant. It's, it's proven time and time again that jigs catch giants. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's dead of the winter or like, you know, going into spawn. Like, Are there dudes that just throw jigs, you think? Yeah. Like for big fish, that's yeah. all they throw is jigs yeah. probably. Yeah. I There's mean, the same type of like swim bait thing for jigs. Probably. <laughs> dude's got like, I've watched guys open up their tackle box and it's like all jigs. And I'm like, what's the difference? They're like, well, this one's a football head and this one's, <laughs> this one's a swim jig. And I'm like, well, how are they any different? Yeah. I mean, it, don't they all swim if you put a paddle tail on them? Well, yeah, but this one is going to do... Just like a swim bait. It's, I got to have this hinkle, and then I got to have this... <laughs> right, no. It, you know? Yeah. Right, yeah. But no, You fish the hinkle a lot too, right? Yeah, the hinkle is one of my favorite glides. Mm-hmm. That's the first first glide bait that I really found confidence in, and it, it works. You know, it produces in my water well. Like, I think it's... For my lakes, like a gizzard shad, gizzard shad rep, representation blah, is, is the best way to go in my lakes. Cause that's like big bass candy, you know. They they would love to get their hands on a gizzard. I bet they taste so good to them. You know, they're all oily. And... <laughs> but I mean, there it's also a good food source yeah. for them. You know, they yeah. eat they eat a a thirteen inch gizzard, fifteen inch gizzard. They're full for a while. I'm sure they're like, oh, I'm good. I can just go lay down on the bottom now and chill. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Shit. But I always think, well, like when when people say, I mean, trophy bass, I think, you know, it, I. If an A-rig works, if a swim jig works, cool. Mm-hmm. But I get that some people like Mike or, or you and there's... Um, but I don't have the confidence in the it, guy. though. True. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, no, no. But it's like I have confidence in the swim bait because I, I, you know, I think that if I were to try jig, it would be learning a whole new thing. It'd yeah. be, it would be applying in a whole different way than what I already know. And then that's like a whole other process, you know? Yeah, makes like, sense. Yeah. And it's not like... like <laughs> It's not as fun to you. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I, it's like me, like when I'm, yeah, is it, is it fun getting fucked up on the podcast? Yes. <clears throat> That's what I'd rather do. And the whole reason I do the podcast is it's, it, I have fun doing it. If right. you made me say, Nick, you can't cuss anymore on a podcast. I'm like, I don't as much anymore. And I still, I don't want you to tell me what to do. And I want to do it my way. So mm-hmm. if you like the same idea, I understand what you're trying right, right. to get at. Yeah. The, uh, back to the bait question. So you started, what did you start using more? Oh yeah. Okay. Then? So yeah, I mean, it's just, um, you know, battle shad 9.0, uh-huh. getting the tyrant, using the tyrant, the tyrant I've been like, it's been with me fished every day since I've, since I got, since I started getting them. And that, that bait has been a producer. Can um, you talk about, I know Mike hasn't released anything. Can you talk about like maybe how you like to use, it? you don't see how to rig it, but just how you use it. And what do you think it like a, a it fits in as is it like people see it and think oh it's a fucking uh, you know a big trout bait but do you use it as that or is it kind of different to you i use it as if it was a gizzard okay i fish i can you i mean it's got there's so many there's there's a lot of different ways that you can rig a soft bait there's a lot of different ways that you can fish one you know you fish it on the bottom you fish on top you fish in the middle i like i like fishing up higher or i like fishing on the bottom because i think like those two points, whether it be surface or bottom, like I think of the bottom and the surface is the same thing. Mm-hmm. The surface is a pinning point too. That uh, a fish on the surface has nowhere to go up. So a bass feels really, it's the same way that I fish the ghost though. It's on the surface. Like everyone, 
even in 20, 20 plus feet of water, like the surface is a spot where a bass can pin it, just like the bottom. Mm -hmm. So those are my two favorite, top or bottom. Okay. High or low. And like, um, that's that's pretty much how I've got most of my big fish, you know? Um, yeah, it's, that's cool to hear because I've seen people go, oh, it looks just like a, doesn't look like anything. It's its own deal, but. It folds up good think, too. I mean, it, it, you it, did show me that and I'm like, fuck that thing. That's great. It wads up. Like, I mean, the 11 that, that ate, that ate the tyrant, my, my biggest one, it seriously slurped it up. Like it was a Senko. Like it was, the whole thing disappeared mm -hmm. and it just, it was, it was just on, dude. It was nuts. And like, just to watch it. And that day my lake was super clear, like over 10 foot visibility. I saw that fish tracking that bait in like 25 feet of water. He he was like hanging behind it about eight feet. And when I got eyes on the fish, I paused it. It just kind of suspended for a minute and slowly started sinking down. And the bass got a little closer and gave it womp, womp, two fast turns of the handle. And the bait kind of like went, like kind of blew out just a little bit. And the fish just couldn't resist it. It was like, it was a catch <laughs> and a mouse. And they just, I did the right thing in that moment. And that fish just crushed it. And it, when it came up on it, he just, the whole bait wadded up in his mouth and it was just, it was chaos. It was so awesome. I thought it, dude, I thought it was going to break me off. It was like, and the whole bite was done and over in like five seconds and he went straight into the net. So it was, yeah. <laughs> and then, and, and that was honestly the first, that was the first time of trying something new that, yeah. that Mike had recommended me to try. And when he told me, he told me this, I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> tell me you want me to fish a soft bait up high and like in yeah. the middle of the freaking lake that's stupid he's like no dude you got to do it and that was the first day out doing it and i was like okay i'll never doubt you again dude whatever you say <laughs> no I, I write sometimes you'll do hear some shit from people and be like you're full of shit yeah like dude i i'm like josh jones mm -hmm. like he's saying i you don't use a fucking trailer are you fucking kidding me yeah just straight and he skirt it, and he's just, just a skirt that, and it works yeah i'm like a oh, fuck me like I wouldn't have thought of that. But that's you know? like thinking outside the box, dude. Yeah. Some people are so hard headed. They won't try something new. And if you're just open to trying new things, like you might see some success and you're, you're, if you're set in your ways and you don't want to change, that's fine. But like, you know, you, you, you're missing a whole nother bite. If you're not open to, to trying something different or yeah. like changing things a little bit. And like some people think they know it all. And it's like, man, be open to learn stuff. You know, like some people might, teach you something you yeah. know like i'm i'm open to ideas from anyone whenever someone's like you should try this and i'm like okay cool you know like yeah absolutely it's like you know i i don't think of myself as an expert even now like i i still i'm still trying to sponge things in like soak it up and like uh be a better angler you know like yeah. just a master of my craft and like being humble at the same time and like just you know what what question do you get like people message you like a lot and maybe we'll talk about the battle shot cause you do fish it a lot. And I've heard lots of questions from Mike and stuff that you can tell people like, Hey, here's, here's a tip that I do with the battle shot or with the citizens, whatever you use and mm -hmm. uh, maybe to help them with their hookup ratio or maybe line or something like that hook. Yep. I mean, that's, that's probably the most asked question I get in my messages, like soft bait questions, like how to, how do I fish a, a soft bait, mm -hmm. like a weedless bait with a beast hook. And I mean, the biggest thing is being patient, like filling the bottom, slow rolling it, having fluorocarbon. 
Like <laughs> mono is going to stretch too much to set the hook. I don't think that reel really matters too much. If you have a fast reel, I know Keith runs like everything fast on his stuff. I like like right there in between like seven ratio, six ratio winter time. I'll do like a five ratio, but that doesn't matter that much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like 15 to 15 to 20 pound fluoro long cast, um, thought out cast, like, like, you know, on points, that kind of stuff where fish are going to hang out or around structure. You can fish the you can fish a weedless bait like the citizen or battle shred through anything you can go through brush piles with it and a lot of people are scared to put it down there because they think they're going to lose it but um and then pointing your rod at the bait while you're retrieving will massively increase your hookup ratio because it's direct tension from the from the bait up the line straight to your spool mm-hmm. you're going to feel the bite a lot better and really at that point when you get bit it gets a point in them almost every time. And all you got to do is reel down and swing versus like, if you have your rod out to the side, you know, you got to like reel down and straighten out and you get them a chance to like shake it or you get them the leverage bait. their leverage point. You don't want to have them do that. Exactly. Okay. And then once you hook up, then it's just keeping the fish down. You know, if, if you feel that fish coming up to jump, put your rod down in the water and fight it from jumping and just keep the tension on them. Don't give them any slack. And, you know, if it's a big fish, go for the net. And if it's an okay size one, boat flip them, you know, or if, even if it's a big one and you're just nervous, you're going to lose them, just freaking eat them in there and like <laughs> try not to bounce them too hard. But yeah. you know, like sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. And I boat flipped a lot of fish and it's always exciting, but now I'm, a, <laughs> now I'm a net guy. I like using the net now. <laughs> yeah. The net's my friend. Until you lose a fucking fish trying to boat flip, you're like, shit. Yeah, break your rod or break yeah. the break off the bait. Exactly. And then you feel bad that this giant's got a freaking soft bait hanging on its face. <laughs> Didn't someone who caught someone recaught a fish and it had the oh whack? That fuck video was whack, crazy. Dude. He showed that to me before. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. He's like, dude, it's crazy. Broke off his citizen or mm-hmm. battle shad and, and then threw fired. a citizen back out and fucking caught it. That's 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 some like one of the million kind of stuff right there. Yeah, that yeah. that's dude for sure. Someone else caught I think a hard bait. Like that too, I think I, Keith I has done that before yeah. too. Uh, caught a fish that he had broke off on and still had the citizen in his mouth. <laughs> like, I'm like, man, there's gonna be some fucking fish. Like, I lost a, a TK out of Lake, my buddy's Lake, oof. and right at my feet. And I'm like, fuck, and I'm like, that thing's gone. The TK broke off. I'm like, shit, I think he's gonna be swimming around the fucking TK. Someone's gonna They'll score, shake dude. Yeah. They'll shake him. Someone's Sooner gonna find later, a TK yeah. and they're gonna be like, what? Yeah. If they fish and they know what it is, they're going to be stoked, yeah. you know. That's a cool yeah. find. <laughs> For sure. We um, talked about that the other day uh, when we were driving home from fishing. Oh, yeah. About um, about people just not being scared to throw their baits. That's another right? Another good point. They're like, dude, there's a tree down there. I don't want to get too close to it. But you should be like, there's a tree down there. I want to get really close to it. Dude, he butch yesterday on the panel. Butch is like, they went through and they shocked the lakes and they always think like, Oh, there's a tree right there. I can't see anything. There's a little visibility. He's like, you mm-hmm. can't see shit. He's like, the guy hit his foot on the, the shock thing, and he said five 10-pounders float up. From, from the underneath shock. the yeah. tree? Yeah, dude. Yeah. So it's like, they're there. It's just... Yeah. Drawing and, them out. And the and I, I think it's it's scary when you buy a... Like, for instance, if I'm buying a $300 Piz, yeah. I don't want to fucking lose... That's $300, you know? Like You shouldn't have bought it in the first yeah. place, though. You exactly. Know? But yeah. that's what that's the thing is it, it's hard to put them in those places when you're paying 300 bucks too. I mean, naturally, think about how a bass is going to eat. If it's if it's sitting in that tree, you think it's going to come out of its space that, for a bait that's five feet above the tree? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. But 
you definitely got a better chance if you bump that tree or you just barely miss that tree. So, I mean, getting down in it and not being scared to lose your stuff, it's like, that's, that's a big key to success for sure. Whether yeah. it's a hard bait or a soft bait, like putting it in the dangerous spots where like, you could, you could lose it. And it's like, if you're scared to lose it, then I mean, maybe you shouldn't be, I don't know. And I get it. Some people don't have money and they don't have, they don't, they, they can't just buy another one. But I mean, if you're invested in swim bait fishing, that's just part of the game. You know, you're yeah. going to lose stuff. You're going to break stuff. And it's just being okay with like, as soon as it happens, you're just like, well, shit, that sucks. Tie there's on a, learn, tie there's on learning baits too. Like, I feel like I, everyone had the S waiver when they first started. I feel like the DRT is mm-hmm. kind of in the same price range because I was like 50 bucks for an S waiver. Yeah. So it's like, if you're going to spend 50, you could spend another 50 and buy a fucking TK. A bait K9, that's going to perform you know? better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wish someone would have told me the baits to buy when I first started because like, I was just buying up whatever, <laughs> buying spent cheap like stuff, a like, shitload. And there's some that work, like not saying like the fucking Spro, the BBZ isn't mm-hmm. a bad bait, but you'd buy that or you just buy it because it's like, oh, it's, it's there, a, it's there. Yeah, it's you know, yeah, whatever you can get your hands on when you go to like a Bass Pro or a Cabela's, and like their swim bait selection is it's decent, it, but it's like yeah, it's a lot of entry level stuff, and you're gonna spend a lot of money on that, just buying a bunch of it, when you could just have like say like five tools in your arsenal that are yeah. like quality yeah versus like a hundred things in your arsenal where like they're all kind of just okay yeah and they all catch fish but like just having the having the you know like a smaller selection of quality versus a giant selection yeah, of just whatever you know yeah i agree 100 percent um we're gonna wrap up because i gotta take him to the airport pretty soon and we want to make oh, sure shit. we make yeah. it on time so um <laughs> plug away sponsors and everything uh Love uh, working class hero, Mike Gilbert. You're the man. You really helped me out a lot. You've put me on, and I really appreciate it. Uh, more than just that, just our friendship. And um, my wife, uh, first and foremost, she's the sweetest woman ever. She supports me. She keeps me going. She's motivated me even on days where I didn't want to do it, and she's made me get out there and do it. So without her, I definitely wouldn't have made it. Um, I marked this down. He put Mike in front of his wife. Dude, you gotta flip. You gotta flip that. You gotta flip that somehow. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, Leviathan rods uh, for everything that they've done for me. Um, you know, giving me my own rod, super cool. The daily. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's a rad travel rod. Uh, if they're not available, they're Omega rods that they carry. Really good swim bait sticks, like parabolic, lightweight. You can throw them around all day long. They won't tire out your arm. DRT, um, yeah, I mean, they've helped me out. They've sent me some baits. It's great, it's great working with them. Rafael uh, here in Cali. Um, uh, forget his name. Okapari Ninja. Uh, <laughs> Kenji. I don't want to get it wrong. Uh-huh. He's sent me stuff from Japan. Super cool wow. kid. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's other people out there, man. <laughs> Anyone that I met along the way, dude, I, 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 I remember all y'all and like, it's been it's been great just um yeah and just freaking i'm gonna keep fishing i mean people ask if i'm still fishing i'm still fishing yeah i'm on a mission this winter i'm gonna get a big one so well hopefully we get you back on i think i'll probably be your way next you know in the next year i want to travel more uh and get some more episodes so i know there's a shitload of people in texas that fish so we could probably find some guys and get some guys together do some cool episodes uh thanks for coming down toy drive and hanging out all weekend dude and 
we'll uh, see you guys. You'll probably hear this tomorrow. Today is Monday, so I'm going to put it up tomorrow. So Tuesday. So thanks for coming on again, Jared. Thank you. Appreciate it. Later, guys.